Welcome to the first ever episode of Believe in the Press Road. It's your host, Jonah Siegel, from uh, Seattle, Washington, where it is gray and overcast here today. Joining me from just outside the great city of, of Toronto is Steve McAllister. Steve, how are you? Great, Jonah, you? I'm doing great, thank you. Nothing to talk about today, so this should be quick and painless. Not much going on in the world. <laughs> Going on in the world of no. Steve joins us. He is the president of Sports Media Canada, a big organization north of the border. And there is no better time to be talking sports media in Canada than today, as as all hell you're allowed to say hell on the radio or on podcasts, I guess. Uh, as all hell is broken loose, as a major Canadian icon has been fired. Uh, the press release says it was jointly decided. He certainly is not telling that story. Uh, the he that we are referring to, or I am referring to, is one Donald S. Cherry. Uh, for those who don't know, let me read you a little bit of Jeff Baker's awesome article today in the Seattle Times on the issue. Uh, Don Cherry is, an, is a Canadian and, and, and actually probably North American legendary broadcaster. He is a former coach of the Boston Bruins and the Colorado Avalanche who has really lived uh, a second life on Canada's Hockey Night in Canada, hosting a first period intermission session uh, where he goes on for seven or eight minutes about whatever is going on in the world today. Uh, here is what um, Jeff Baker wrote in today's Seattle Times. No American broadca broadcaster, excuse me, shaped the mindset of athletes within a major professional sport the way Cherry did. Howard Cosell, Vince Scully, Bob Costas, and John Madden never got voted a top 10 figure of all time within their home country, nor were movies made about their lives or three decades worth of their video tutorials repeated as gospel by so many athletes, pro athletes who studied them since childhood. Don Perry, for those who don't know, uh, in addition to this TV show, at one point had a bar and, and or restaurant chain he also had, how many, Steve? 20-something years of Rock'em Sock'em hockey videos that sold millions of editions that did nothing but portray legendary hockey fights. Is that right? Like 15, 20, 20 years of them? Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think Jonah, he's, that uh, they're still producing those videos. I, I'm not sure if they call them rock, rock and sock anymore, but I, I believe that those, those videos still, uh, they still come out, if, if not every year, on a, on a regular basis. Well, I can't imagine what medium they come out on because nobody buys videos or DVDs anymore. So maybe, I don't know, maybe they're streamed online via subscription. But needless to say, Don Cherry is larger than life. Um, he was recently ranked in a Canadian, I believe, the seventh most, what was it, important or recognizable. Um, but in, in terms of all-time Canadians, he, he popped up at number seven. He is a big yeah, deal. that's right. He is a big deal, would you not say? Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you uh, if you've lived, uh, if you've had any role to play in the game of hockey over the last, I would say, fifty years, you you absolutely know who Don Cherry is. And I think even if you're not not a hockey fan, and if you uh, even if you follow Twitter these days, Jonah, every Saturday night, there's a good chance that even if you're not a sports lover, that Don you'll see Don Cherry's name pop up on your Twitter feed. 
He's he's huge, and he has a reputation of um, pugnacity, if you will, liking violence. He has notoriously been um, open about his feelings about all all topics. Um, went through eras where he he was very anti-European, anti-French Canadian, um, but he also displays at times a soft side. He plays tribute to fallen heroes soldiers, injured or uh, deceased athletes. Um, he, he, he certainly plays up to or played up to the every guy notion. Um, he had that toughness about him. And yet every once in a while on show, he was not afraid uh, to show tears. Yeah, no, absolutely, Joe. And I'll also add that Don's been a, he's been a strong advocate for, for women's hockey over, over the years. And um, again, as you said, I think he, you know, Coach's Corner has been uh, on a positive note. It's been, it's been a form to shine a light on, on, on heartwarming stories or, or you know, the, uh, the death of a, a police officer and paying tribute to those, to those people, uh, emergency responders, soldiers. Uh, I think Don's gone to Afghanistan at least a couple of times to, to spend time with the soldiers. So um, there, there certainly are positive things that he has, that he has done through the coach's corner platform. So Saturday night, as he does, he goes on National TV Canada. The segment, I believe, is shown on several games. Uh, there was a rumor that the segment was taped before it aired live. I'm now told that is not the case. I am told that it was taped uh, live for the Toronto Maple Leaf game, which is the early game, um, the national game, if you will, and then repeated multiple times uh, through the night and left up on the website uh, for the world to see several times thereafter. Uh, I'm also told that um, Rogers, who is the network who shows the game, um, their VP of Sportsnet and NHL Productions was in the either in the truck or in the studio or in the control room. Bob Corte was there as this was recorded, and if he he wasn't um, equally equally leveled employee, uh, our designate was there as well. He he being Don Cherry goes on TV. This being a massive holiday Monday, Remembrance Day, Veterans Day in the states, he goes on a tirade, which is not usual, uh, about people not wearing poppies. Uh, the poppy is the designate in Canada that people wear on their lapel to show their support for veterans and appreciation. And instead of basically saying that not enough people are wearing them, he uses the term you people. Uh, and he, he focuses the light on visual minorities. Uh, in essence, and I'm paraphrasing, he basically says that people come into the country and they take advantage of all the good things that society has to offer, and yet here they are with something where they give back and they don't participate. How's that for a paraphrase? Yeah, that pretty much uh, hits the proverbial nail on the head, Jonah. So that, that's the gist of it. He, he uses the words, you people. The segment airs. Social media erupts. I don't know about you, Steve, but my phone lit up 
like uh, the switchboard at a hospital. Uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it, John. I was, I was uh, like you probably. I was sitting on the couch watching, watching the Leaf game, and uh, with my wife, and I, I just turned to her at one point. I said, "Boy, oh boy!" I said, it, "The Twitter just going, just going off the, off the deep end with, uh, with reaction to, to Don's comments, and it, and it just, it basically has continued, uh, continued since then." So this is Saturday night. Um, Saturday mor Sunday morning, everybody's up in arms. Ron McLean, who is his longtime co-host, and Sunday Night Hockey on the same network, issues an apology because he did nothing to stop it. In fact, he's seen on video nodding, uh, nodding his head as Don rants on, and finishes the segment with his traditional thumbs up, which would suggest his agreement with what Don had said. And that gets issued Sunday night. And I think Sportsnet issued a statement on Sunday, basically saying that they don't agree with the words of Don Cherry. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that's correct. Late Sunday evening, uh, a Toronto columnist, Joe Warmington, the Toronto Sun, posted a story from uh, where he had talked to Don Cherry, which is not uncommon. And... Don is unapologetic. He meant what he said. He has nothing more to say on the matter. Fast forward to Monday at about three o'clock Eastern word comes out by a press release that the parties have agreed to part ways. And that lands us to where we are today where literally a hellstorm has erupted. Uh, there are as many people in my mind who are offended by the firing as there are people who are offended by the comments it is a, a pretty good indication of the melting pot or the boiling point of the melting pot if you will in canada right now things are very divisive just having gone through a federal election and that's where we are as of today uh don cherry who is probably the equivalent of jimmy the Greek meets you know john madden um, in the States. I don't know anyone else. I mean, I don't know any other comparable that you could draw on in, in the States except for marrying those two guys um, has been fired from the, na the national network, if you will. What are your original, what are your original thoughts, Steve? Um, well, I, I, I was Somewhat surprised, Jonah, when when I, I heard the news uh, on Monday afternoon that he he had been fired. Um, I think you know really only because I thought that if they were going to lose coaches corner, lose Don Cherry, they would have done so uh, over the summer when uh, when Sportsnet let a number of you know prominent hockey personalities go. And and again for the listeners of the podcast, uh, people like like. Um, uh, Doug McLean and and John Shannon and Scott Morrison, who had been uh, you know been involved with Sportsnet's hockey coverage for a while, and who who have uh, again like Don, years decades of uh, decades of hockey involvement, and then uh, and I know this is a this is a favorite topic of yours too, Jonah, with your website is that the Sportsnet made the decision to cut ties with Bob McCown, who's you know one of the premier 
sports talk radio hosts in North America and has been probably for the better part of 30 for 30 years. So, um, uh, you know, you know, I just figured that when Sportsnet put out the statement on Sunday, uh, Ron McClain made his apology, apology on hometown hockey on Sunday night that, that uh, you know, that Don would probably, that, that this would, Sportsnet thought this would probably blow over and it would be business as usual. So I, I was surprised on um, surprised uh, as far as that goes. So you're listening to Believe in the Press Road. It's Jonas Siegel along with Steve McAllister. We're talking about Donald S. Cherry, Canadian icon, losing his job over uh, racially insensitive comments that he made on the Oilers Saturday night. Um, let's take a listen to comments that Don made this morning on the Roz and Mocha show on Canadian. <laughs> You have your say, and I've had my say, and um, uh, that's the way I feel about it. And I, I meant every word. And when I when I said on Coach's Corner, I always be what I say on Coach's Corner. There was no uh, trip on words or anything. I meant what I said. So there he is, completely unapologetic. Um, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I, I've been public on Twitter at YYZ Sports Media. Uh, to say that I'm not surprised that he didn't apologize. I don't think he should apologize. I think that forcing somebody to apologize when it's not um, true and it's not coming from a place of sincerity is, is hollow. And I'm not calling Don necessarily a racist, but I don't, think, I don't think he's an actor. I don't think he puts on a persona goes in front of the microphone and tries to say things that he doesn't necessarily believe. I think Don Cherry is Don Cherry. And I think at the end of the day, he believes what he said. And I think that it would have been wrong for him to get out there Sunday or Monday or even today, Tuesday, to apologize. Your thoughts, Steve? Uh, I, I, I completely agree, Jonah. The, the, one, the one thing I will say that is, is if, uh, Don had decided to apologize. It would have been because he he had a moment and realized that he he was so wrong and that this that, that he was completely contrite with an apology and that he wasn't doing this to, to save his job or because someone as fortunate had told me had he had to do it. Um, but again, if it had been a an apology just for the sake of an apology, that you're right. That's that's not Don Cherry. That's not who Don Cherry is. So. Let's listen to the clip because a new station showed up at his house later today. And here's what he said later in the day. You might want to know is when you did say you people, who did you mean? Well, I met, I met everybody. And, but I said the wrong thing. I, you can't, and when you're, when you have seven minutes to go and you have to go and you have to go, when you say everyone, you meant, I meant everyone, everybody. That's what I meant. And I, you know, I thought Ron would come back and, you know, say, you know, say something. He didn't say anything. That bad. And I never, when I left that night, and nobody said anything. It was the next day that uh, they talked about it and the whole deal. So that's the way, it, that's the way people want to take it. There's nothing I can do. About it. You wish you used different words? Yes, I wish I had said everybody. But uh, it's nothing they can do about it. I didn't use it. And uh, you can't go back. You can't say wish. I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. I did it. And uh, I pay him the price. Were you asked to apologize? Uh, yeah, well, I would have, you know, I would have, uh, I think I've had Saturday, I would have uh, apologized if I, if I had to hurt people and stuff like that. I think I would, I would have. 
And I said I would. And I said I would. But it wasn't enough. If you had the opportunity to. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say with that. I mean, he was on the radio, and he was on the radio as Don being Don. And then he says that. What do you think is going yeah, on? Yeah, that, that that second interview, Jonah, that sounds to me like a Don Cherry who's a little bit shaken up and not that that's not uh, that's not the guy that we see on Hockey Night Canada for five minutes every Saturday night. I, I again, I I wonder. I don't know if there was a conversation later today or or reading the coverage or or what might have happened, but I. I you know, I, I get a little bit of a sense from that second interview that Don Don realizes that um, that you know, like boy oh boy he he really crossed the line the line on this one and and but at, you know at the same time I find it really odd that he he kind of throws Ron McLean under the bus and again tries to tries to explain this that he he was talking about everybody which you know again I think it's pretty anybody that's watched that clip Saturday night knows that he. Uh, that he didn't mean everybody. Yeah, look, like there's lots of ways he could have said this without us have it, without it being a topic today, but he didn't. And there's lots of times, a lot of time has passed where he could have said exactly what he just said, and I and I vehemently disagree with him. He absolutely could have said, "My word choice was poor. I wish I hadn't said it that way. This is what I meant." To anybody who I offended, I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just. I. I. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna go down that road and and that's the way you feel, I, I think you you go and you explain yourself. And I think there is a way of explaining it where we might not we might not we're still not going to like it, Jonah. Um, and you can't and unring we'll, the bell. We'll say he, he's wrong. You can't unring the bell. Yeah. Okay. There's nope. no question about that. I, I, I agree with that. I believe it. But everybody does stupid things. We don't always do them on national TV and with a national audience, but we all do stupid things that we have to apologize for. And maybe he still loses his job, but it is, it is certainly a lot less divisive if he had come out immediately. If he had made the round Sunday morning, if he was on the broadcast Sunday night, if he went through Joe Warmington and said exactly what he said on his driveway in that video today, I think the world is a different place. I don't think he did it because I don't necessarily think that the real Don Cherry believes he has anything to apologize for. I don't think he's being fake. I just don't know what's going on. I mean, maybe one of his kids, maybe, maybe his agent, maybe his lawyer said, look, like this does not look good on you, but it's just, bizarre baffling behavior to me to say the least yeah yeah i think the one he with regards to, to ron's apology on hometown hockey sunday uh jonah again for your listeners hometown hockey the a show that sportsnet does uh, leading up to their sunday night hockey broadcast where they it's basically a traveling road show to different communities across canada and they, they happen to be in well in ontario uh, about an hour and a half um, southwest of Toronto on Sunday night uh, was, you know, really obvious that Ron's Ron's apology was was heartfelt. It wasn't some wasn't scripted by somebody at, at Rogers. It was something that Ron had put together himself. And um, you could, and again, the reaction on social media, I think, for the most was overwhelmingly positive and appreciate the fact that, that Ron stepped up and, and 
you know, held himself accountable for what, what he didn't do on Saturday night. So here's, here's the thing that, that is most um, interesting and or concerning to me. And that is how the whole thing has been played out and uh, dissected, if you will, in society. Uh, I personally have lost more followers on Twitter by covering this than on any other topic ever. Um, I've received and I've shared with you numerous emails, text messages, uh, direct message tweets from people basically telling me that they believe that the you people comment is correct. I'm not making the argument, again, I'm paraphrasing, but the argument basically is that there are people who have come to Canada who are living off of uh, society and all the benefits and they don't participate in things like wearing pants. I had an individual email me yesterday that he or she was at an event yesterday for Remembrance Day with three to 400 people and not one visible minority there was wearing a poppy. Now, I can't tell you whether that's true or not, but that person ended their um, exchange with me by saying Don Cherry is right. A lot of the commentary today from people in the business doesn't really go there. Jeff Blair on the Fan 590, Rogers Sportsnet 590, the radio station of the broadcaster that airs Hockey Night in Canada, he, he had a pretty interesting soliloquy basically saying, and again, I'm paraphrasing, that at one point or another, all of us or our descendants were you people. So that's something that we all should be thinking about when, when people like Don Cherry use the colloquialism, you people, we should all be mindful of the fact that at one point or another, we are all you people. A lot of the other commentary, at least on radio anyways, has been more along the lines of society has changed. You can't say that anymore today. Not really going there. Now, there have been a few people, Bruce Walker, Michael Grange, uh, and others, a few others, who've come out saying what has been said is deplorable. Um, but the mainstream has really focused on, we live in a world today where we can't say that. Any, any reason why you think they're being so safe, if you will? Uh, boy, that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I wonder... Joan, again, I'm just I'm asking this rhetorically. If some of the they're, the people are just, are just a lot of us have seen this kind of act from Don for a long time, and then I think I can't remember who wrote it, but again, it's kind of like you know the the, the crazy uncle in the family where you you heard it over and over again, and you finally get to the point where at a family gathering you you put that uncle in the corner and no one no one listens listens to him. Um, Again, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm shocked. Like like you, I've had the same reaction. I I have good friends of mine, uh, my age, older, younger, um, who you know absolutely stand behind Don Cherry and and think that uh, you know think that that what Sportsnet did was was cowardly and and so wrong. Um, and I I just I, I think it. Listen, I think if Don had said we all like you know. All Canadian, every Canadian should wear a poppy to pay tribute to our veterans on Remembrance Day. Um, that that you know, his 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 heart would have been in the right place. But when when you say you people, as you just explained, you 
so I made it pretty clear without those two words who he was who he was referring to and and that's just wrong. He could have taken it a step further. He could have said it disgusts me that more people don't wear poppies. Everyone that lives here should. And equally, if not more importantly, those of you who have chosen to move here, especially those who've done so to escape things ongoing in other countries, you of all people should wear them because you came here to get to a better place. He could have said that, right? Yes, absolutely. He wouldn't have yep. been fired. Uh, yeah. Nope. Nope. That's that. That's right. He. Uh, yeah. He. That's that's where if he was going to talk about Remembrance Day, that that's where he needed to go. But he uh, he went in a completely different direction. So you're listening to Believe in the Press Row. It's Jonas Siegel with Steve McAllister. Steve, you and I met some 25 years ago. I was working for a professional sports franchise, fresh out of college. You were the head of public relations for the National Hockey League Players Association. How long were you at the PA for? I was there just uh, just about three years, Jonah. And three years in one lockout. And and since yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 you've held similar roles with Tennis Canada, Yahoo Canada all along doing this, this gig with Sports Media Canada. Um, where, where does this go? Like what, what's changed in the business? Um, the number the better question. The number one thing that I've seen and heard from people saying is, and those who are in the pro cherry camp for sure, the loudest drumbeat is clearly free speech doesn't exist anymore. He got fired for speaking his mind. Now, from a legality perspective, we all know that you can't run into a movie theater and yell fire and hide behind free speech. There, there, is, there, there are certain limitations to free speech, both in the US and in Canada. But what, what's your take? When people say, why can't he say what he wants on national TV? What happened to free speech? What's your answer? I, I just think that uh, uh, Jonah, that 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 person's definition of free speech and my definition definition of free speech is is different. And and uh, what what Don said, I, I think uh, you know there borders on on bigotry and and racism. It's uh, it's xenophobic. Um, uh, it's you know it, it goes it just completely cuts against the grain and. Um, I just, I just don't think you can go there. And yeah, it's, it's a different, it, it is a different world today, but, but, it, but it's a different world for a reason. And, and I would suggest it's a different world for the, uh, for the better that we're, we're in a better place today with the way we, we, you know, we communicate with people and we embrace people from around the world. And, and Canada should be very proud of, uh, of what we've done as a country to, to, to embrace uh, different, different people representing different cultures from different, different countries. Um, you know, we, uh, you look at, at um, you know, the way that the, the way that people talked about homosexuals 25 years ago, you, you can't tell me today that that, you know, that anybody should feel good about talking uh, the same way that, that that we did back then, that that, that that's okay today. It's just it's, it's just not. Um, and and I think 
the other thing, Jordan, if you if you look at it from just a, a sports perspective, uh, coach's corner was it, it was ti- it was tired. I mean, you you and I have had this conversation uh, offline many many times about that this was the, the same old formula. Um, Don hadn't Don hadn't changed when it, in terms of the way the hockey's played today. Um, I do I, I do think and I, and I know that that does play. Do there's still a lot of hockey fans around the country who watch watch Don every Saturday night that think you should still dump the puck in and go bang bodies and that fighting is an important part of the game. And uh, but I I don't believe that and I, and I don't think I'm alone. Yeah, I mean full disclosure, I am not. A Don Cherry fan. Uh, I think that hockey has evolved the same way culture has evolved. I think that um, Don attacked one of the preeminent doctor brain surgeons in, in North America who took a stance on the concussion issue long ago and Don went to town on him. That's when I lost respect for him. And then several of the, the players that Don I don't even want to say idolize, but help turn into idols, whatever you call that. Um, Dietize, maybe, is the right word. Many of those players are now suffering greatly. And when they spoke out against fighting, he went after them. Um, So I I thought Don's time came and gone a long time ago. I thought Don was going to be let go this summer when, when, when when the network let a lot of key people go. I'm told he was supposed to be on the cutting room floor as well. He was not. Uh, I'm told that Budweiser, who, who sponsors, played a large role in that. I'm told that his own PR campaign played a, a large role in that and keeping his job. And this is where we ended up. It certainly is interesting to see how this has unfolded and we're only in no- November. Um, again, this is leaving the press row with Joe Steven and Steve McAllister. The question now, Steve, is you're at the head of Rogers Media for 30-plus years, is it? They've been rolling Coach's Corner with Don Cherry on the airwaves. What do you do now? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, Jonah. And talk about a, you know, a trial by fire for, for Bart Yabsby, who replaced Scott Moore as the head of Sportsnet, and, and uh, Jordan Banks, who's, who's you know, replacing Rick Brace as the, head of, as, the, as the head of Rogers Media. I mean, it's, it's a tough uh it's a tough question and i think uh you know you really smartly pointed out in the conversation you and i had over the phone last night and i think again on an interview you did with ctv news in canada today that um if you're someone like a brian burke and then they want you to they want you to be the new you know poster boy for coaches corner start now you you don't touch that with a 10 foot uh 10 foot sherwood uh and uh and I, I think, you know, it would, if sports, I, I can't imagine Sportsnet would try to put someone in that position and they couldn't, they shouldn't put someone in that position. And so what, what do you do? And I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I, I just don't have a good answer for you right now. So Brian Burke has been lurking, if you will, uh, not actively, uh, not his doing, but his name has been lurking in the background as the heir apparent to the segment. Um, yeah, what I said was if I was him and he was supposed to be the heir apparent, there is no chance. First of all, I I would never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. So Don Cherry has been there for 30 plus years. 
I would want some intermediary step, uh, some intermediate step, some poor soul to take that before I took that. Um, those are very big shoes to fill. And now that this has happened, I certainly wouldn't want to be the guy to, to replace Don Cherry. I, I personally would punt, and that's with a P, uh, till next fall, if that's what they wanted to do. Uh, I think they should take, take this as a chance to take a step back and figure out, let's turn the new leaf. We've let some, pun intended, let's, let's, we've, we've got some new talent. We've, got, we've let go some old talent. Let's try some different things between now and the rest of the year so that when we come back at the beginning of next season, uh, we can launch whatever we've tried and tested that we feel is the best product. Do you think the fans would forgive them for trying things out in the first intermission the rest of the way? I, I think a segment will, will for sure, uh, John. I mean, my, myself included. And again, like I, I sat, when I worked at the NHLPA, I sat with Don in a room at Maple Leaf Gardens and watched, and watched hockey games with, with him and Bob Goodnow. And I, I do respect some of the things that Don has done on behalf of, of veterans and, and, and uh, you know, standing up for, for, for women's hockey. And, and, uh, but, yeah, I, I, I wasn't uh, – I didn't, I didn't watch Coach's Corner probably the last five, five years. And usually when I did, I, you know, my eyes were sore after five minutes with all the rolling. And, and uh, I do think Sportsnet's got some incredibly talented people. I, I, I would – if I was them, and I agree with you, I, I, would, uh, I would completely shelf Coach's Corner for this season – and uh, let let their talented people like Elliot Friedman, like Jeff Merrick, like Chris Johnson, like Chris Simpson, um, you know, think of Gene Prince of out, out west. Like, um, do 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 the storytelling. Sit down and then do Q and A sessions with with interesting people in in hockey. And I think um, that's something that could easily fill that void. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm sure there are conversations that have already taken place and probably will continue to take place between the NHL uh, and, and Barry Yabsley because the NHL obviously has a stake in, in the success of Hockey Night in Canada as well. So I am told that the NHL has never issued a press release as it relates to these matters, and they did apparently yesterday. I didn't see it. I will admit I didn't see it, but I'm told that they have. And I'm also told that Hockey Canada did again both parties stating their uh, difference of opinion and distancing themselves from the words of Mr. Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think again, Jonah, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of really smart people in, in our business who have, who have weighed in on this. And I, I just, you know, I, I just think anybody that has to, that tries to suggest that what Don, Don did was okay. I, I, I just can't, I can't buy that. I mean, it just, it, it, it makes no, no sense whatsoever. Um, and again, I just, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why Sportsnet didn't cut the cord this summer, but I, uh, I absolutely believe it was a business decision. I, I think Budweiser spends, uh, spends a lot of money to, to sponsor coaches corner. And as long as Don was bringing in, uh, bringing in money for those segments, he was going to continue to be on the air. Well, it's certainly been interesting, and I don't think it's over. I think there's a lot more to be said. I think, I think him, him pseudo-apologizing is the start of a whole different discussion. And we're sitting here talking to each other on Tuesday evening. We have hockey games all week, but we have the next hockey night in Canada game Saturday night. 
And while I usually walk, walk my dogs in first intermission, <laughs> um, literally, uh, I will be watching, as I'm sure will you. And I look forward to having you back again here on Believe in the, Plus, in the Press Row to talk about it. Thank you, Steve. Joy, thanks very much. It's a, it's a pleasure doing the podcast with you. And to everyone listening, thanks for listening to the first ever edition of Believe in the Press Row. This is Jonas Siegel, and thanks to you, Steve McAllister, for joining us.